The opinions expressed on this podcast are not meant to be disseminated as medical advice. If you need additional clarification or have questions, consult a mental health professional in your area. Hello, and welcome to 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, the podcast where a comedy writer, that's me, and a psychologist... I'm still in recovery over the whole wrong <laughs> thing, but uh, that, that's me. I, I'm the one over here, like, with disgust all over my face. The podcast or one normal person and Steve <laughs> try to solve your long-running relationship issues in 10 minutes or less. And you know what? We just did a whole podcast on my haircut and how it didn't turn out how I wanted it to. This podcast, 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, is audio only, so I am safe. <laughs> Nobody can see me. Life is good. <laughs> Oh, most of first and foremost, me. So, but I I do have to listen to you read the question, which is the unfortunate part of this show. But what do we have from a listener today? We've got a good one. All right, here it is. So, I've been seeing a girl for about a month. She's so nice and definitely seems to have a lot of traits I really like. However, for some reason, I am really not feeling anything with her. I'm not entirely sure why. She definitely seems to have everything I'm looking for. I have been told that sometimes it takes time for these feelings to develop, so I guess my question is, should I stick around with her, hoping uh, that I will soon develop feelings for her, or do I just cut my losses and move on? All right, short and to the (laughs) point. Take it away, Steve. I have a feeling I'm going to need to be the good cop. (laughs) I think you are, too. I hear you winding up like Nolan Ryan about to deliver a fastball. So let me just ease into this one and say a couple of things. One is what I'm curious to know is if the letter writer has had a history of not being into girls he dates. So in other words, if he's been in love before or he's had a couple long-term relationships before, I would say you kind of know how to do this and there's something that's not clicking for you. It may be physical. And frankly, that is part of the chemistry, the elixir that attracts us to each other, particularly for males. And I remember a long time ago, this is a little weird, but uh, a, a girlfriend's mother once said, You've got to imagine, could could you picture yourself sleeping with this person for the rest of your life? <laughs> and I thought, well, that's a little strange to say to your daughter's boyfriend. But the point is, that is kind of part of what attracts us. There's a little bit of va-va-voom. And then there's a little bit of how well do we fit like puzzle pieces? Do our emotions fit together? Do our interests fit together? Does our long-range planning fit together? I.e., do we want children? Do we want to... Uh, live in Vermont? Do we want to live? Like uh, all that stuff has to kind of come together. But a lot of times there are parts of our childhood that move forward into the algorithm that goes into what drives us toward other people. And if this letter writer has been successful in solving that algorithm a couple times before, I would say I wouldn't fret too much about this one. And she may be sweet, and she may be uh, attractive, and she may be everything that your checklist has. But if there, that, there's just some chemical part that's not there for you, move on. That there, there's not one soul mate out there for you. However, if you've never been able to quite reach that connection or that feeling, however you for yourself define love or attract anything beyond lust, I would say there might be something in your radar antenna that's bent, and that therapy can help you with a little bit. So 
Two answers. One, if you've been in love before, don't worry about this one. Move on to the next. If you've never been in love and you've had a few of these girls come up who seem ideal, I would say, let's figure out what's wrong under the hood for you and tinker with that a little bit. <laughs> what say you, Nolan Ryan? Well, you managed to work in childhood trauma and uh, and therapy, so I'm Not impressed. Childhood <laughs> trauma. How dare you? <laughs> childhood something or another. I, I don't know. There was there was childhood in there. I, I, I zone in oh, and out as you talk. God. Anyway, um, I guess before I before I go the bad direction, I'll go the other direction first. I, I will say there's a danger in with relationships and relying entirely on feelings. I mean, ultimately, what we define as love—I'll be the bad guy here—it's it, a lot. A lot of it is just you know chemicals pulsing through your brain, and those chemicals are usually going to be most intense when the relationship is new and you're kind of all over each other. And then over time, that cools down. There are actually different chemicals that come into your uh, brain for like long-term pair bonding. And that's why I always kind of find it weird where people say, you know, I, I love you is such a big milestone. It's like, well, really, you probably felt most intensely early in the relationship, uh, you know, just with, with raw infatuation that had, you know, nothing further to base it on. Uh, with and, and people who expect those early feelings, those early chemicals to continue forever are always going to be disappointed. And those are the people who are in a relationship for two or three months and bail out and get another two or three month relationship and so on and so on. Because I don't think those chemicals right. can ever last. It's probably for the best because I think it would fry your brain if they could. I think that's, it's just, <laughs> it's just too much, well, too intense. You, and, you'd never leave the house yeah yeah and then there'd be a population boom there'd be everybody'd have 95 <laughs> kids there'd be problems everywhere so it's good that things cool down it's good that we get that long-term pair bonding uh with all that being said while you don't want to rely entirely on chemicals like you should be feeling something you don't want to have a boyfriend or a girlfriend who you're only with because you're compatible on paper and there are all kinds of people like that in the world you know if you look at the you look at the stats you look at the, the credentials you look at the you know, everything on their resume, you say, we are a their perfect resume, match. Yeah. We, we, we're going the same places. We want the same things. And that should be enough. And it's just not. Because when you glance at this person, when you have that first gut reaction, ultimately, there's got to be attraction there. You've got to feel something. It doesn't have to light up your whole world. It doesn't have to, you know, you don't have to feel butterflies in your stomach every time you, you hear their name. But you've got to feel something. There has to be something there to build from. And if, if those feelings aren't there on day one, I don't know that necessarily they're going to be there, you know, later on. I, if Where do you cool down from if you already started ice cold? Like, I don't know where <laughs> that goes. And I'm sure we'll get somebody writing in saying they had the opposite expectation. You know, I've, I've heard this with uh, arranged marriages or things like that, where two total strangers meet and, and feel nothing for each other, and then over time kind of build that attraction. But I would guess, in, in those cases, I don't have any scientific data to back it up, I would guess that when they looked at each each other from across the room there was still some level of attraction even if it was the first time they'd seen each other there's got to be something there so if you really don't feel anything uh, for this girl I would say it's time to get out. Now, I know that Steve and I just love breaking up relationships on here, giving, <laughs> giving permanent, unfixable advice for people we've never met. But if you don't feel anything and you don't think you're going to feel anything, you know, don't waste her time and don't waste yours. I mean, that's what dating's all about. You try out different people. You see who you're compatible with. You see what you're feeling. You see what they're feeling. And you try to find somebody you can stick with for the long term. At least that's how most people do it. And so that doesn't, you know, that's, that, that's just how the process is supposed to work. So the fact that you met 
met this person and you've realized you're not that compatible, I mean, that in a way is a success. You've you've weeded them out and you can move on. So that is how the process worked. You didn't marry them up. You didn't you didn't accidentally get them pregnant. You're not on child number three with them. You've got you've got options still. So I think you can both part ways and uh, consciously uncouple, and everybody will be better for it. Uh, what do you say, Steve? You know, the other thing uh, that I was thinking as you were talking, James, other than just how much despair Lola has to feel, <laughs> but she, she says to all your friends, he has a really good personality and she's lying, but at least she's trying to find some, something there. But uh, the, the one thing that I thought of is this may actually take care of itself because if you don't feel it, she will feel that. Oh, like uh, she'll kind of feel it if you're not really into her. And at some point she'll grow tired of that and just either she'll leave or she'll have the talk with you and you'll both decide to leave. Like uh, girls know if you're not into them, there's a certain vibe you put off. And if she's attractive, she'll find someone else that is into her. So think about that too. You can't hide this for very long. Yeah, and don't be surprised if, you know, if you don't pull the trigger on breaking up with her and she breaks up with you, don't be surprised if in that moment you suddenly do want her. Because I think there's an element where everybody wants something they can't have. But don't uh, don't fall for that. <laughs> don't look back on things That's with rose-colored rose gas and say, oh, wait, no, we can make this work. We are compatible on paper, you know? No, no, being with you is better than being alone. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> some people fall into that trap. So, uh, so when it comes time for the breakup, either for you or from her, uh, you know, just stay strong. Just remember what you're feeling right now when there's none of that uh, exit anxiety and uh, and stick with it. <laughs> Ooh, well, I kind of like, we need to patent that exit anxiety. <laughs> That's good. Well, people don't only feel that in relationships, they feel that with jobs. Yeah. Like I have clients that hate, hate their job, but they're scared to leave. Like it's that exit anxiety. <laughs> God, break well. You've got, I, I've got a book out of this and I'm not going to give you credit. I, I look forward to not reading it. Well, if you'd like to send us an email that we actually will read uh, with a question about a relationship, send that in to jamesbreakwell at explodingunicorn.com. That's exploding unicorn with the E. It doesn't have to be a marriage question. It can be a boyfriend, girlfriend, platonic friends, coworkers, parent, pet, whatever you've got. Send it in and we'll do our best to answer it in 10 minutes or less. This has been another episode of 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, and that's 10 minutes of your life you'll never get back.